This podcast is part of the Deluxe Edition Network. To find other great shows on the network, head over to deluxeeditionnetwork.com. That's deluxeeditionnetwork.com. Bev's Video Kingdom is intended for a mature audience. Listener discretion is advised. Bev's Video Kingdom really is brought to you by... What the fuck? What's up, dude? One of my renters broke the toilet again. That dude takes giant shits. Now I know what I'm doing tomorrow. Why don't you hire a property management company or something to take care of that stuff? Because they suck and they take 10%. You know, our dude Hank owns and manages Heritage Realty Partners. I think he said he only charges 5% and he visits each property at least once a month. That's right. He's always posting beers from the road. You have his number? Actually, I do. His personal number is 805-451-5734. Perfect. Now he can deal with my runner's big shits. Heritage Realty Partners. For all your property management and investment needs. Bev's Video Kingdom is brought to you by Big Chief Chewing Tobacco. Are you tired of feeling good all the time? Tired of having loads of energy? Plenty of pep in your step and your dinner still in your belly? Well, folks, we have got something for you. Introducing Big Chief Chewing Tobacco, the guaranteed way to make you feel like total shit. That's right. Big Chief Chewing Tobacco is here to give you the authentic experience of misery and regret. You could also say goodbye to fresh breath, a healthy lifestyle, and clean clothes. Imagine the tingling sensation of tobacco juice saturating your gums, that burn that reminds you of all the bad choices you've made in life. Big Chief Chewing Tobacco takes you on a journey to the land of constant nausea and stained teeth. But wait, there's more. With Big Chief Chewing Tobacco, you'll enjoy the thrill of spending your hard-earned money on a product that's slowly killing you. So lace up your PF flyers and run to the store now. You'll totally regret it. Big Chief Chewing Tobacco, the best. (laughs) As a a person that loves tobacco a lot, chewing tobacco just makes me feel like dog shit. A big big wad of chaw just down there. Oh, we used to chew it all the time when we were working on the the ranch. Dude. Every summer, one kid was guaranteed to puke. (laughs) It destroys me. It makes me feel terrible. Welcome back, or welcome for the first time to Bev's Video Kingdom, and happy 4th of July to everyone out there. The uh, weather is nice, and it's... Uh, is well, it? Well, we, it is right now, and even though it's not <laughs> technically 4th of July when we're recording this, uh, I'm going to go out on a limb and say it's hot today. It's a great Independence Day. <laughs> yes. Let freedom ring. Yep. I like the, Let the I white like, dove I like the possibility sing. that it's the coolest 4th of July on record. And there's it would be nice. We've had a, wrong with you? We've had a weird start to the summer. It's been amazing. Like, it, like usually by now we're at least hitting 100 a couple times. But uh, yeah, we're here in the outdoor, Bev's outdoor studio right now. Um, I'm Scotch Beck, your host. And because of the holiday, we thought there's not much more American than baseball and we thought about discussing the timeless classic baseball the sandlot mm-hmm. america fuck yeah hell yeah 
And, uh, you know, there's there some scenes in this movie that have to do with Fourth of July, and we just thought it was a, a nice, appropriate subject to uh, discuss today. So it's actually why one of the not? Few, I mean, there's not a ton of Fourth of July movies. I've looked for this before. It's a good point. Born yeah. on the Fourth of July is not as happy. That would be a little <laughs> different, different mood. Did Independence Day have anything to do with Fourth of July? Absolutely. <laughs> you son of a bitch. <laughs> yeah, that little twinkle in his eye. And I, I did. It, you saw the little smirk. Uh, but yeah, because yeah, we were we were we were kicking that around a little bit. Like, hey, we just do something around the fourth, and and uh, didn't have a lot of options. And yeah, uh, but so there were three. You soon, got the as soon as I brought one. this one, I brought this one up, and I'm like, we have to do that one. So, yeah. Anyway, this is the one of one for makes sense. Movies, so. makes sense. So to my left, I have Brad. Hey, I am Brad. And then to my right, I've got Nate. I'm still Nate. And then in and out of, of the show here and there, we're not exactly sure. Between, he's, on, he's on the can right be, now. Between potty breaks, we're going to have uh, our boy Zach. He's just, it just won't go. It won't. Yeah. It, 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 it came back. Yeah. With Whatever it was. So he might be chiming in here and there. You might hear his voice pop up and, and uh, we're going to do our best to ignore him until then. So, whoa. What happened there? <laughs> you know, yeah. Every once in a while, your your laptop says, "Hey, you got a message, brother." <laughs> maybe that's because we have we have the video set up right now because you know we might have a special guest. We have a very special maybe, guest. Maybe you should know. maybe you should mute the special guest uh, portal. Oh, I could do that. I definitely could do that. God, <laughs> okay. that'd be. You think I'm a good producer <laughs> after a uh, hundred plus episodes? Professional podcast. So, so first of all, there's this big giant belt sitting in front of me. Can we talk about that? Let's talk about the belt. Oh, I love the belt. Yeah, you know we've 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 posted it on the socials. We announced it, um, and if anybody uh, checked out the deluxe edition awards show, the Denny's recently, it was announced that we are and are still and for three hundred and sixty five days, as far as I'm concerned. Hey, that's right. The deluxe edition network podcast of the year. Wow, wow, wow! And we have this lovely, amazing belt. Casey made this. It's uh, it's. He, he didn't make it. Did you say he made it? I was yeah, like, damn, Casey's legit, but he, I don't think he made it. He's, a, he's in his leather shop. Just. <laughs> he's a podcaster, and and he's also a beltsmith. He's also the and king the of the Deluxe Edition belts. Network. So, <laughs> Yeah, so anyway, but he, he had this made, and it's absolutely beautiful. It's really legit leather, brass. Smells of... Platinum. Smells of rich mahogany. mahogany. Rich mahogany. Yes. Yeah. So anyway, so yeah, we are, uh, we're, we're still the champs. And, 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 and we, we're taking turns wearing around town. And so yeah. it's just like, I mean, we just go into places and we're just like, basically they just, you can go into stores with this belt and just th- take things off the shelf and walk out. And they're yeah, like, I, I, yeah. I think that guy, he deserves that. And the cool thing here is that the front of the belt is just big enough that I can just only wear the belt. Yeah. And I don't, and it's technically not public indecency. Yeah, yeah. yeah. And you, 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 any brewery you go into, like it's like it's free beers. Free for beers. Life. Yeah. I, I I didn't realize that until I wore it. So and if you if you see me, it'll only be around my thigh because that don't fit around. <laughs> <laughs> Scotch wears it as a choker. <laughs> Choker, <laughs> it kind of hangs down like a like a, a public enemy, you know, flavor flavor type yeah. thing. Personally, I'm waiting waiting for the radio circuit uh, this year so that I can wear it with all my cowboy gear and be like, yeah, yeah. You think that's about buckle? <laughs> this is about buckle. In a uh, weird like Australian accent, like, like, and they're for, confused. It's like Australian Forrest Gump. <laughs> All right. Okay. So, so yeah. So, so th- thank so you. What, to what is this Deluxe Edition Network you speak of? Deluxe Edition Network is an amazing group of podcasts. 
various subjects, all kinds of different subjects, uh, movies, pop culture, uh, true crime, anything that you're interested in. Um, you can probably find it on the deluxe edition, uh, deluxe edition network.com. Uh, there's two pods of the month for July in a pickle, which is a sports radio type show and growing up bananas, which is, um, an Australian, uh, show. Uh, with the first Australian uh, show on the network. And, I've, li- uh, I've listened to In a Pickle, and, and I will say, like, I mean, if you're into, like, sports talk, they have that right vibe. It's just that that right vibe. They're talking about some of the big stories of the day and, and things like that, and it's it's fun stuff. Yeah, I really enjoy it, it a it's, lot. it's really, really fun fun uh, uh, pod to listen to. Um, and then uh, growing, up, growing Up Bananas is about growing up Asian in Australia. So uh, very, very interesting, uh, cool uh, angle on their show as well. So... Um, so thank you so much to the Deluxe Edition Network. Thank you to everybody who voted for us for uh, Podcast of the Year. Yeah, we, we couldn't have done it without all of you out there. And you know. Hank and Keith and all, all the other. Oh, yeah. All, and all, all the other 45 votes. I've had a few different people like, oh, yeah, I, I threw a, a vote. I'm yeah. like, I think we got a more than a vote, but right. I appreciate y'all. So, and, and, right. and like I said, we will be rocking that belt all across. It's kind of like the Stanley Cup. We're just kind of mm-hmm. taking it around with us. Yeah. When we, whenever we go on any type of shenanigans, it's just, it's going to be there. And the, and the last little piece of thing we're going to talk piece of news we're going to talk about is the upcoming Catalina wine, wine mixer, mixer coming up in um, like a month. The fucking Catalina check, wine mixer. Check out our Facebook page and our Instagram. You'll find a post with a, a link yeah. and you can go buy tickets. And hopefully tickets are still available. Yeah, it's, it's, point, it's, it's, if they are not available now, you missed out, but but please pick them up if they are available because it's going to be a crazy time. We're going to be watching the movie Step Brothers and we're going to have all sorts of fun planned. And it's going to be just a lot of drinks, a lot of silliness, and BVK is going to be right there with you the whole time. So, yeah. Awesome. Okay, let's get into it. The Sandlot, 1993, just classic movie. Um, budget of $7 million, box office $34 million. So it was successful, but definitely gained its, you know, its traction later on and, and, and video sales and DVDs and stuff like that. that I know it, that's when I saw it was definitely, you know, on DVD. And it's always so interesting to talk about that because it's like, it's just something that does not exist anymore. It's like, right. I mean, yeah, it'll hit the theater and then it'll get maybe like a streaming boost, but that whole DVD rental and sales, like that, it's just a thing of the past. And it's so sad because a lot of movies that just right now they will appear out on some streaming service and they'll disappear forever. Right. But you and, don't think that that has some equivalency? I mean, you don't think that it's possible that... Is there a become, movie that's come out that, like, on streaming that you missed and all of a sudden everybody's talking about a little bit later? Like, I mean, why, I, can I think of it? I, I would love to think I, of I think there, I think there are examples, but I'm, I'm drawing a blank. Right. You, you, I, I, uh, let, me, let me think about but it a little bit. So the whole thing with, like, you know, when I was in college, I had a collection of DVDs in my, in my dorm room, you know, and <clears throat> it's like you have all these movies and then your buddies will say, hey, what's that movie? And, you, you know, and then... Next thing you know, it's like, hey, hey, I got to have that movie too. And you, you got to have this in your collection. You have to have this movie in your collection. You have to have this and yeah. that. Right, and you, and you, give your, you give them, like, you'll take the DVD like your best friend. You'll be like, here, yeah, you right. watch, watch this. And then right. like six years later, you get it back. He's like, I never watched it. Right. <laughs> I know we've talked about this story before. And I, I, it's still, you know what? In your life, you, you make many a bad decision. And one of the, my bad decisions, I, I, Nate, I will say, it's one of the things I really, really <laughs> feel bad about. I, I would, I there were times I, I would walk that. by and see that DVD and be like, 
I should just sit down and watch it right now. What am I doing? Why you, am I being yeah, stupid? Uh, it's a small, at least a small, like, you I know, thought about it multiple times. I would say at least a, probably like small, once every two weeks. It's a small penance that it weighed heavily on you and you know, in your mind all those days. <laughs> I never doubted it was going to be a good movie. I just, it just, it was very difficult to sit so, down and watch it. So something I was thinking about is, so with The Sandlot, I, I love it. And I don't think I've ever heard anybody who doesn't like this movie. And you mean like who, who actively thinks it's bad? Right, right. People and, that haven't seen it, and people that are kind of like you know, yeah, I liked it. If people have seen it, it seems like everybody had everybody I've talked to about this movie has fond memories of it, or they'll say, "Oh, I love that movie." Or Scotch, I, I remember do you this. know me? And and I so that's why I'm bringing this up because I can't wait to hear what Brad says <laughs> because he's gonna be a douche. And so, do you want to start with me? I'll, let's just start with Brad. Okay, hot. So let's talk about Brad. So, so Brad's situation with the Sandlot. <laughs> I love your third and person this, already. <laughs> yeah. And here's the interesting thing is that, and this is one of those ones where it's like, I don't remember when I saw it first. Okay. When I just watched it a few nights ago, it was mm-hmm. the second time I've ever seen it. Wow. Okay. So I've seen it previously. Uh-huh. Do not remember a whole lot of it. I don't remember what age I was. I'm thinking like it might've been in college. Right. I, I watched it and I was like, how did I miss this? And being a college kid that was probably like half drunk at the time when I watched it or or whatever else was going mm-hmm. on, I just don't remember like necessarily enjoying it. I was just like, eh, it's a movie, whatever. Here's the thing. Watched it a few nights ago with my kids. Uh-huh. That's a, that's another question I had about this. So Watched it with my, my, my wife and kids, and I was so pleasantly surprised. There was so many little things about it that I was like, okay, I appreciate mm-hmm. whatever it is I would missed whenever the first time I watched it was. Right. It, it all hit this time. And, I, and I, it was just a lot of different little comparisons to movies I'd seen previously. It was thinking about like the movies of those eight of that age and thinking about like the, the kid actors themselves. And while I didn't think it's like, oh my God, this is like the best movie ever. Right. I was like, I understand this movie. I understand why so many people love it. And I appreciate it a whole lot. Like I, I really, there's been a few movies that I've watched where it's like, I didn't see it when I was a kid. And then mm-hmm. I watched it and I was like, eh, this one I actually gained a lot of appreciation for. So Scotch, you get, it's a, it's I a did, happy ending. For I you. told you, I told you, <laughs> it's a happy ending Brad. because I really did. Oh like gosh. I was like happy. I was watching it. And I was like at the end. I was like okay. Yeah. And then now, how about I yeah, understand? How about your family? How, how about Melissa? Had she, had she, had I'm sorry, I'm, my son didn't watch it. He was oh, okay. I don't know, he was busy doing some other bullshit. He's he's gonna he's about to be a senior and he's got a girlfriend. <laughs> uh, so he's, for that. Yeah. he's just doing all, right. all the high school shit. Okay. But uh, my daughter and, and, and my wife and I watched it, and and nobody was disappointed. Nobody okay. nobody was like unhappy that they watched it. I wouldn't say they thought it was the best movie ever, but they all they were like, oh, I get what it was trying to do, and they understood it, and they they appreciated right. it. So that was the it was all all thumbs up. Across the board for the uh, the family here, and I think I think the biggest thing for me, and, and we'll get to Nate here in a second, was is just the the whole boys hanging out and and the memory of having a crew, you know, and, and I think that's something that really speaks to to boys watching this or, or young men. Like I, I think I watched it when I was in college. Um, I was definitely in my twenties. I think when I watched it the first time. But what's interesting is <clears throat> I've heard spoken to a lot of women who love this movie too. And there's not a lot of female characters other than the wife who, you know, the mom doesn't have much of a, a role. And then um, Wendy Peppercorn for the most part. But why, do, why, do, why does it appeal to women as well? Okay. Do you, do you know another movie that has basically zero female characters except for the mom? Uh-huh. A Christmas Story. Right. And I feel like this is a Christmas story for baseball. Yeah. 
It's it's yep. it's it's almost it's not a bad. That's, that's a, a good. That's I a think really it's it's call. right in that exact lane of just like a little bit of uh, you know looking back and reminiscing and mm-hmm. and nostalgia and but also like wholesome, mm-hmm. like just kind of like family fun and it's it's doing that same thing that Christmas Story does. The narrator and everything. Absolutely, like it, it, yep. it follows a lot of kind of the same beats. Yeah. Yeah, and like was, and like segments, like none of the plot necessarily so, so runs together. I had the same, and it's like little individual a, little stories. It's right. almost like a like a, a serial, like almost like a, a series of like one act episodes, yeah, episodes plays, yeah. or yeah. I had that. I couldn't quite. I didn't make the comparison of the Christmas story, but you really nailed That's it. Perfect. Like that is yeah. a, a really good parallel. So. I'll go in reverse. You talked about watching with the kids. Did you, uh, Will? You remember when was it? Will, my my son Will's hanging here in the outdoor studio with us. How, how old were you when, you when we? Yeah, but you've seen it. I, I introduced you. He, I probably showed Will around the time that the kids same similar age, right? Probably like ten right. or eleven. Mm-hmm. Um, and I I th- showed my daughter who's a couple years older than that uh, than than Will. And I just told her the other day, I was oh we're doing the Sandlot and telling her about the setup of the show, and she was like, oh I remember that one. I had the biggest crush on Benny and Wendy. Right, <laughs> she's, she's like, she covered it. I love it. She's like, yeah. So, uh, yes, but she she really liked it and super fond of it. So I, sh- I showed them. So I I've seen this movie a bunch of times. I don't know that I, I don't think I thought in the theaters, and, right. and, and I would have been about two years older than the characters when the movie came out. Okay, and um, I think I probably saw it on DVD at some point nearly after, but this would have been early high school for me, and I liked it from the first time. But I think I actually have liked, like, my affection for that. this movie grew over the first three or four times I saw it into a young adulthood. Uh-huh. And then I think it's been, you know, I've probably seen the movie all the way through probably eight or ten times. Mm-hmm. And so when I watched it this time, I, I would say my experience, it's just funny that some, some movies you see in, like, we've talked about this a lot on the pod, more often than not, movies that are this old, when you see them again now, you feel very differently about them. Mm-hmm. And I did not like it, it, this is a movie that like it's fe- my feelings about it have not changed very much. And I think not in a bad way. It's just that like there's some you grow to a certain point and what it is to you is stable. And, I, and so I really was asking myself, what is it that I think we love about this? Why is it so special? And I think as an adult, once you hit that point where you're really past the sort of like innocence of childhood, mm-hmm. what it does is it. It, it helps us remember what it was like to be a kid and have a sense that that there are certain things that as a kid seem like they're such big deals. Right. That aren't big deals when you're an adult. You look back and you sort of like, you, you uh, there's, there's part of you and, and sometimes the way that we even talk about it is to say, you know, that that's, you know, haha, those kids, they think that's such a big deal. But I think the flip side of that and the the like nostalgia of it is we kind of long for that right like i long for a time when the biggest deal in the world is whether or not like i'm gonna get to go play baseball with my friends like (laughs) that that's the that's the most important thing to do and like on the one hand right it's like it the 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 significance of that in your life at that time out proportions how important it is in the scale of, of one's whole life but there's something special about a time when you're like, this is what I, this is all I have to worry about. And if I get to do that, I'm a 10 out of 10, man. Like I'm, right. I'm as happy as I could be, right? Because that's the only thing I have to worry about. And the Sandlot to me is like, it takes that very seriously in a way that, you know, like it, it puts you in those shoes in a way that is, 
is very like you make, remind remind you of that fondness, I right. guess you know without you know it doesn't patronize it. Yeah, and and, and so and and everything at, at that point is just the most important thing to them is just you know the game is everything and that whole world it's, it's all them. And it's like it was, it was interesting because I saw this article I wanted to bring up really quickly, and it was a I was just googling research for this, and this it was from an, uh, a website called scarymommy.com. And I, 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 I was scrolling through and I saw it and I, and it's got you. Are you a Patreon of this site? I am not a Patreon of the site, but it caught my eye because the headline was, I loved the Sandlot when I was younger, but I watched it as I'm, as an older person and there's problems with it. And, and I was like, okay, great. I got to see what this, what and you probably, about. I, I, you can imagine where they're going. Like, like thinking 100%. about what happens in the movie. The, no, yeah. There, there's one, the ma- one major thing I'm sure we could all think about right now, but the, the one weird thing was she was talking about the toxic masculinity of, of, of Dennis Leary to the wife and then also to Smalls. And one of her points was that here's a kid that loses the ball and is afraid to talk to his stepdad and afraid to talk to his mom, and he's so scared, and she she'd hate it to think that her son wouldn't be able to talk mm, to him about it. That's real life shit. And I was sitting there going, "Are you insane? Like when you're a kid, and you know that you just lost a priceless piece of history, you're going to do everything you can to fix it, you know?" And Dude, I, I I went many a mile to try to avoid like I broke something at home, and yeah. like I will go as far as I can to make sure that I don't have to deal with that yeah. shit. Yeah, it was the, the article blew my mind, and of course she she got into the whole consent thing with with Wendy Peppercorn and all that stuff, and I'm like, dude, he's a kid. That's a tough. And, and yeah, and maybe we'll get into that later. But anyway, it was just it was so interesting. It was like, come on, man, you're just I know you're trying to get your clicks and whatever, but is, is that a thing? You well, and it's like, what 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 is it to say? Like, I mean, that movie came of its time. It's like that movie wasn't. It didn't come out in 2023. It right. came out. Right, nineteen ninety three. I mean, I also think, and I, and I, if, I guess the full disclosure here is like, I, my wife is a, a, you know, she's a great parent for a lot of reasons, and and one of the reasons she's a really great parent is she spends a fair amount of time like reading about the way people are talking about and thinking about parenting right now, right? Like the right. sort of like gathering a lot of information and talking about them, and I think there is a. The side of that that would be on this article, sort of talking about the, the the sort of like consequences thing, would be basically to say some version of you know you you want your you want to sort of create this routine with your kid where or this like con- context in which like there might be boundaries and consequences you know and you would set those boundaries and have all your own shit figured out and you would never get really upset you would just set the boundary and then there would be sort of consequences and so on and I don't I don't even think that's per, per, wrong per se right. Mm-hmm. But two points. One, show me the parent that does this perfectly, and I'll <laughs> gladly sign over all my children to them. Like that, just like <laughs> there's no like that. That's not a real where no one thinks it's a real. Nobody that advocates this stuff for real thinks that anybody does this. You get irritated. Like mm-hmm. as a parent, you just get pissed about things. Doesn't mean you beat your kids or like you know verbally abuse them. You just sometimes are like you shouldn't have broken this. That was a bad choice, and I'm really mad right now. You know, yeah. like and two like. Even if you're setting up boundaries, right? Like, hey, don't take priceless baseballs and hit them over a fence. You know what I mean? Like, <laughs> right. like that's a boundary. If you do that, you're going to end up having to suffer, do extra chores. Right, right, right. The kid might be like, I don't like extra chores, and I don't want to do that. You know what I mean? So the, the, the whole idea yeah. that somehow 
the evidence that the kid really doesn't want to tell tell them that he did something that is clearly out of bounds, right? Like they tell him all the time, don't go in the office. Yeah. Hey, I, yeah. I maybe feel so like, you don't steal priceless baseballs. I feel like I, I raised my daughter pretty well, but and when it comes to some certain things, like I feel like she she will lie like as hard as she can. <laughs> yeah. And I'm like, she's just I'm when, trying to avoid things. Like, when, when you're that's a kid, just human nature. It's just human nature. I was gonna say when you're a kid, you just don't want to get as an adult, I don't want to get in trouble either. You know? yeah. like, I mean, I hope we evolve to a point where we're all yeah. like sent you know, just like these perfect beings who just float around and like everyone is all honest and like accepting. I'm already there, buddy. But I'm you know ascended. what? Like I'll be dead by then. So <laughs> <laughs> Welcome. Okay. All right, I, I want to say real quick about the the, the the movie. Like, is playing. I mean, we we just talked about it. it's very episodic, and it's like, is playing the real team. I, it was one of my least favorite parts of the movie. It was just oh, like, oh, I, I disagree. It, it was Hard just. Disagree. I mean, okay. There's the there's the big shit talk. The, there's the shit talk back right. and forth. That scene's great, except for the fact that. Hey, why are these? And again, this is such so typical me. <laughs> you guys know. Me. Wait, are, sorry, are you about to tell me a point that you got really fixated on and just couldn't let go of? Oh, 100%. Oh, please. <laughs> uh, please continue. The, the fact that they're all in their uniforms and they show up at the field and there's the shit talking uh-huh. and they're going to play the next day and then the kids are like all back in the uniforms. It's like, do these kids just wear the uniforms everywhere they go? Like, what, what, what's going on here? Have you, have you met middle school kids? <laughs> they wear They uniforms? wear uniforms everywhere. Really? They wear their hat. Those baseball yeah. kids with their and, hats and they and just their sunglasses and they smoked them. I was like, oh, what, them. it yeah. was like, it's like so, it wasn't even a game. Like, could we at least make the game like competitive? Like, why well, didn't we so, have so, any okay, so, any type of plot? Unless so we have is, a, unless we have like an unreliable. Narrator. This is a, this is a, no. I think so I, I think this is exactly why I love it because you, you're left to question for a significant portion of the movie. Like, are these kids just a bunch of scrubs? You actually don't see them doing. You don't have any good like barometer for how good a baseball players they are right because they're just scrimmaging and, and yeah and, and so you're like are these guys just like the garbage kids in yeah. town that like aren't really that good and benny's pretty good so for me the whole thing is only about showing you that like the, these kids are they these guys are sticks like they can absolutely crush the ball they are good fielders for their age and i'm like i have no reason to doubt this because i don't know how good people one are. of their kids outfielders are, barely learned to catch a ball <laughs> and he's going center field i think <laughs> He's a natural <laughs> talent, and you should shut your filthy mouth oh, about man. about Smalls. Oh. Speaking of which, oh, is it yeah. time? So yeah, let's move on because we have a very very special guest. We have. Do we? Oh, we do. <laughs> why, why are you looking at me like? Did that? I hear this? I, I do. I know this <laughs> special announcement. You do know this. Uh, we have Smalls himself, Tom Gyrie, coming on to join us in the next segment. On the drinking with the director. Oh shit! We're drinking ready, with the lead actor of The Sandlot, so uh, we're very excited. And uh, yeah, so join us in a minute. Pull up a chair and grab yourself a drink. Hypothesize what directors think. Maybe sometimes get a guess. Makes us look good. Let's drink, laugh, and pretend we know what we're doing. Drinking with the director brought to you by Last All right, here we are. Very excited this week. Um, you know, usually we have to ask hypothetical questions to people that aren't here. But this week, we have a very special guest. We have the lead actor from The Sandlot, Tom Gary is here with us today. What's up, Tom? Tom. Hey, how are you? <laughs> nice. How's it going? 
Dude, it's going great. My pleasure to be here. Dude, thank you so much for joining us. We really, really, really appreciate it. So, oh, no problem. So he's jumping in with us uh, here in the drinking with the director section. So uh, you got anything special you're drinking over there, Tom? I got a iced tea. Hey, there there you, you are you? You a sweet? Uh, you a sweet tea guy or like a straight? Like, I, I'm an un, I'm an unsweetened with with a Georgia peach mix. On. <laughs> okay. So it's like half okay. unsweetened. Yeah, because you moved. You moved. Yeah, it's not bad. You moved to the south not too long ago, and have they not? Isn't sweet tea like a requirement of the south? It it, it is, and I gotta say it, it. It packs a little too much of a punch. There. It's a little too sweet. <laughs> too much. So sugar I gotta sugar. I gotta diet. Yeah, too much. I I split it up a little. I love it. <laughs> All right. How about you, Nate? What, what are you sipping on today? Uh, I've got Diet Pepsi, and can you guess what might be in it? I have a feeling it might it be. It looks a little red. Yeah. Yeah, that's right. It's the, gold, it's, it's, the, it's the juice of the gods, grenadine. I love it. All right. I'm being boring today, too. I'm, I got a little uh, Coke Zero going. I'm, I'm trying to be healthy lately. I, I just had my birthday last weekend. I ate and drank everything in sight, and I got to get back okay. serious. So. We celebrated hard, though. It was good times. Yeah, it was fun. It was fun. You're what? You're s- 55 now? 70. Oh, you sons of bitches. I hate <laughs> oh, No, no, no. It, was, it, was, it wasn't 70 because it wasn't that big of a party. It was like 68, right? Right. All right, brother. All right. Uh, Brad, what do you got over there, buddy? You know, I mean, our sponsors. I, I just stopped by the tap room, and I will say, folks, if you are in Oakdale right now, they just released a bunch of stuff on tap. They've got a bunch of cans out now, and my favorite summer drinker, the Flip Flop Tank Top Tropical Ale is available right now in cans and on draft. And I'm telling you, folks, it's got like a little guava sea salt, but just a nice little summer drinker. I suggest all of you go right now and pick up like three cases each. So just do that. I love it. Please. And uh, Zach just walked in, and, and he hasn't joined us quite yet, and he pulled something out of the tap, and he's making a face that, doesn't, doesn't look very encouraging. <laughs> he's, he's drinking Modelo. Modelo. Delicious no, Modelo. Yeah, there's delicious. nothing wrong with Modelo. The, the face does not say it's delicious Modelo. I think it, his face was putting him on the, the prob- spot. The problem was it was all foam. <laughs> <laughs> all right. So, Tom, we, uh, yeah. we're we talking the sand lot today, but before we, in, in, in which you played Scotty Smalls, uh, or uh, which many people will, will remember as just Smalls, right? Mm-hmm. Smalls. A lot of last names. That's right. So, yeah. Um, but we, we know you from a bunch of other stuff, right? Back when you were, you know, in that same era from Lassie, uh, but more recently, sort of as you went along from Black Hawk Down and from a number number of other te- television series. So you'll have seen Tom, you know, if you're a if you're a TV or film watcher, you'll have caught him a bunch of times mm-hmm. uh, since the Sandlot. But today we're talking about that. And the first question, I, you know, I wanted to ask with such a role like this is, so you know. You're the star of, of what is, you know, we kind of sometimes we think about movies and, you know, like how to categorize them. And we have this category we think of as like iconic films, right? Like, you know, the, there's no clear definition, but it's something that kind of like is larger than life. It gets outside of its era. And for us, Sand, the Sandlot fits this. So you're the star of this movie early in your career that's an iconic film. Like, what's your relationship to the, to the movie now in the sense that on the one hand, right, like you're, you're forever sort of like, you know, because it's such a big movie and because you're such a, like your role is so important in the film. It's such a great performance. You know, you are smalls versus sort of wanting to sort of like be known for your body of work. Like, is there any tension there? How does that, how does it feel to navigate that? Well, yeah, truthfully, it's funny because I remember, um, it was really important. Uh, well, it wasn't really important for me, but I had an agent for a really long time and, uh, I got her and then I got Sandlot and, 
and she was great. She was almost like an aunt to me, you know, growing up. But uh, she she'd always want me to uh, uh, get more adult work. She would say, but I'd still be a kid, you know. But she wanted me to um, kind of get away from the whole sandlot thing. So I think part of me, when I was a kid, I kind of um, I wouldn't say looked down upon it. But I thought I was always worried that uh, people wouldn't take me seriously as a, as an adult actor, you know, or, or, you know, as I started getting older. So I didn't really embrace, I didn't really embrace Sandlot. It wasn't until probably around the 25th anniversary when, uh, is when I really started to appreciate it, you know, uh, and I, I kind of, kind of wish I, I appreciated it, uh, from the start, you know what I mean? Because, Really, I didn't become uh, that famous as a, as a child actor, which which was a good thing, because I think if you get too much fame as a child actor, it's harder to make a transition into an adult actor. Right. But um, yeah, I used to have a little bit. Uh, you know, when I was a little younger, I used to used to kind of shy away from it. Uh, but now I love it. I think it's, you know, because I really enjoy the movie. I thought it's a good play. That's awesome. Yeah, you, you mentioned the the twenty fifth anniversary, and and so. Um, I, I saw that it was at, uh, at Dodger Stadium, and you, they got pretty much most of the cast together. Like, didn't they have almost all the all the guys there for that? Yeah, they got. I remember that. That was a lot of fun. Uh, yeah, that was uh, everybody except uh, um, uh, Benny, uh, Mike Vitar. Okay, he, he's uh, he just doesn't he just doesn't feel like doing it. He doesn't like to do the uh, the signings or anything like that. So, right, right. but he's working he's working as a firefighter. Yeah. in, in L.A. So okay, he's just real busy and. How it's not for it, but uh, how how was that uh, that experience as far as like walking into Dodger Stadium and getting announced and was that just pretty a surreal thing? Like, are are you a baseball fan in general? Was that cool for you, or are you like eh, whatever? <laughs> yeah, I love baseball. I mean, so it was really really cool. You know, I I, just, I didn't um, I thought like I thought when when they first told us about it, I was like, oh, you know, it's, you know, we'll, we'll go out for a little bit. And, you know, I didn't think it was going to be as big. I didn't think the the crowd and everybody was going to be. Uh, they went nuts for you. I watched you know, the video, I, man. They they went wild. Yeah, it was crazy. It was crazy. It wasn't what I I, I, I expected. Like a little tiny thing. I didn't know it was gonna be. You know, it was huge. I was like, ah, oh, that's awesome. Yeah. Did, really weird. Did it surprise you at all? I mean, kind of you know, talking about shine away from it in your younger years. Did it surprise you? Did you get a sense, all you know, a renewed sense of just how big and how big an impact the movie had? Yeah, I did because um, you know, I when the movie came out, it, it wasn't um. It wasn't like a big hit, you know, so it, it became, it got, especially with DVDs over the years, uh, like Blockbuster and all that stuff, and it, it kind of grew a following right. um, over the years, you know, and uh, so it, it really wasn't until I started seeing people, like, I was walking down the mall, I saw a guy, like, uh, wearing a, you're killing me small shirt, it was like, <laughs> one of the first times I saw that, and that's when it kind of hit me, but it, did re- it really hit me on the 25th with the Dodgers, uh, I was like, wow, because when you see that many people, and they're there, and they actually appreciate, you know, they're actually screaming for, you know, for the movie. It's like, oh, shit, people yeah. really did take this <laughs> So it was crazy. That's awesome. Now, did did producers or, or anybody associated with the movie, like, at the time, I mean, you're, you guys are young kids. It's like, did they say, hey, your life's going to change? Did they try to, like, have talks with you? You said that some people kind of try to protect you a little bit as as being younger actors. But, like, was there anybody that was like, kind of like, oh, my God, your life's going to be changed. You don't understand. It's going to be so different. Like, how how was it on the set as far as like once the movie started to kind of get out there? Well, no, because uh, nobody really said that because nobody really thought the movie was going to do as well as it did. I, I think everybody thought it would do okay, but um, I don't think anybody expected you know like uh, 
we'd have a reunion 25 years later or 30, yeah. 30 years later. You know, I mean, they, you know, so it, it, it did a lot better, I think, than people expected. You know, it kind of grew a life of its own after after time went by. Right. So when you were so, so when you were trying, you know, auditioning for the movie, were you already a baseball player? Or did you play Little League at the time? Yeah, I played on Coleman's Hamilton Supply Team. They, when I moved I to Jersey, me and my brother played Little League. Yeah, so I was I was a were you a pretty I was a were you, and shortstop? Were you a okay. were you pretty like were you a stud like you were a pretty good player by then? I, I could I was, I was a mediocre player. I I guess I enjoyed playing. But, you know, I wasn't great at and like at one thing. I mean, I was I was okay at pretty much everything. You know, I just enjoyed playing. My brother was really good. My brother was a great hitter. He could, he could, he would always hit the ball out. You know, but I I could get on base. You know, and I could I could throw, but I wasn't uh, wasn't anything too special. Well, how, how hard was it to act like you couldn't throw? Was that was that weird or was that it- was a was an ordeal, man? I was like, I was like oh, I'll just make it. Look. But the director, because the director, cause it's one thing because Dave McKee Evans, who wrote and directed the movie, uh-huh. awesome dude. I still talk to him. You know, he's a great guy. But when you work with a guy who, especially guys that wrote and directed the movie, they have such a clear vision of what they want. So it can sometimes be a little tricky to get them to be happy with stuff because it, it, some people, like you know, when they have a vision. They want you to do exactly what they're saying in your head. Right. So he'd be like, he'd be like, right, he'd be like come here, Tom, Tom, come here. All right, you have to go like this. So I, what I did, I just started mimicking exactly what he was doing. Okay. Because <laughs> when he would show me, and I did it exactly the way he, like, he did it, and it finally worked out. But he was like, now he looks like you're forcing it. I'm like, okay. <laughs> like, you're like, I know how to throw a ball. Oh, like, come on now. This is difficult. <laughs> yes. So we got it. We, we, it took a little while, but we finally got it down. <laughs> I remember I was like taking classes on it, on it, how to look like I don't throw. <laughs> so we were talking a little bit before we jumped on, um, you know, about where you lived. You had moved from New Jersey to, to down to Southern uh, South Carolina and, and one of the things that we find talking to friends of ours who are in the industry and talking to guests we've had is that, you know, you have the, like people that, that think of actors as being even, you know, even really successful actors like you um, who found fame are also sort of like just li- live rich and glamorous lives that are that are dip- just fundamentally different than the way most people live. And I think most of the people that we've talked to sort of, you know, they counter that and say, like, that's just, you know, that's that's not the way it is for 99% of people that are that are that are actors and that are that are in the business. So, you know, you talked about moving, you know, being living in New Jersey, being proximate to New York City to do auditions and moving down to South Carolina. So, so what's your take on that, right? Like does it do you feel like you live a life that's sort of different than everyone else or is it like you have a job and you're an actor and 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 that's sort of like just your job like everybody else's job? I I feel like it's a job just like um everyone else's job you know it's just it's it's one of those it's a job that's uh well it is funny i i i did uh i was doing a, a film mystic river yeah. and i'm gonna name drop right now but oh, I'm, I'm, I'm sitting with, that, that's one of our favorite movies. <laughs> <laughs> so i'm i'm, I'm just kind of like uh a fly on the wall because that was kevin bacon and Lawrence fishburne they were sitting in front of me you know on their chairs and I, it was the last day of filming and I'm just, you know, listening to, like, I'm eavesdropping on the conversation. And uh, Kevin looks over to Lawrence. He goes, you, you doing anything uh, after this? And he goes, well, I got the Matrix thing. You guys said, because he had the next one of the Matrix movies or something. He was done. And Kevin was like, oh, lucky. And he goes, why? What are you, and Lawrence is like, what are you doing? And he's like, he's like back on the unemployment line. 
And you can tell he was worried about it because, you know, he didn't know like, what he was going to do next. And to me, it made me, feel, it made me feel good because I was like, all right, well, this guy's worried about when he's going to work again. And he's freaking Kevin Bacon. Yeah. Well, maybe it's, you know, maybe everybody has that. <laughs> everybody has these thoughts and, you know, you're, everyone's worried. When you're an actor, you're always worried when you're going to get your next job, you know. So when I can see it, it's like every, we're all the, the same, even if you're, you know, famous and you got some money or whatever. You, you're always going to be worried as an actor. Well, once my there's there's no there's no peace there's no peace of mind being an actor. No job, always worried no job when, security. Yeah, I feel like that's even <laughs> no job. more that's even more anxiety ridden than someone with a regular job, right? Because at least your regular job you know is going to be there day in and day out. Right. As an actor, you're like, yeah. maybe I won't have anywhere to go tomorrow. Yeah, man. And and every every job I ever got, I um I I have to audition for. Yeah. And that's like the worst thing. I mean, nobody likes job interviews. You know what I mean? <laughs> <So> <laughs> All like, you do is interview. Being an actor is constant job interviews. Man. Yeah. But it's just, it's a job like anybody like you know anybody else. I mean, if you're gonna stick with it, yeah, it's a weird job. But uh, you know, you, I just I, to me, it's just and, and even like with my kids, it's like ah, like some people, they're like oh you, you know they have questions because they don't know about it or whatever. And my kids are like no, it's just boring. It's just. You know, it was like it's a movie I'm in. My kids like, ah, oh, it's just a daddy movie. You know? <laughs> it's nice. just a daddy movie. <laughs> somebody, somebody turn on Bluey here again. Somebody got a daddy movie on again. How, how, old, are your kid, how, old, are, how old are your kids, Tom? Uh, well, my oldest is going to be 24. Oh, okay. He's in upstate New York. Yeah, he's. I had. He was. I was 18 when he was born. Okay. And, um, I have a ten-year-old uh, daughter, and my other son is twelve. Okay, so you got a good good range, yeah. So ten and twelve, I mean, this is kind of wheelhouse Sandlot era. Have right? they see, Have they seen it? Yeah, yeah. I, I did really with all my kids. Uh, I never told them, you know, I was an actor or anything. And I must they must have been like around five years old. And I, I did the same thing for all of my. I even videotaped. I'll put the movie on. Uh-huh. I put Sandlot on, and I'll put them on the couch, and they'll and then you know they'll watch it, and then by like the middle of the movie, they'll start looking at the screen. Their head starts tilting, and then they start looking at me. And look at the screen, <laughs> and you can see the wheels going in their head. You know, like they're, they're, I'm like, yeah, ask me, and it freaks them out. At least when they're little, you know, they're like they, they don't really quite get it. <laughs> uh, <laughs> it's really fun. That's awesome. Listen, do, do your does your wife or kids or any of your family just drop like a "You're killing me, Smalls" or "You're killing me, Tom"? Just oh to, yeah, just to, just to fuck with you. <laughs> yeah, dude. I got um, I got my, my one son. I remember I went up it was my my middle guy, Jameson. This was just like a few years ago, and uh, he had to get up for school, and I told him to turn off the TV in his room. And then I could hear the TV sauce. I, I go upstairs. I, I'm like, what the hell, dude? I go, turn off this TV. And I shut it off. I go, go to bed. And I walk down the stairs. Halfway down the stairs, I go, you can't me, You little bastard. There's nothing you can really do to that. Just take it. No, no. I was like, I get down and I go back in my room. And I'm like, what you said to me? My wife's like, what? I was like, you're telling me, small. Like, oh, hold on. Oh, yeah, you can't escape it. No, I was literally the other day. I was I was uh, telling somebody that isn't a, isn't a big movie fan. I forget exactly who it was. I was saying, ah, oh, you know, we, we're, we're super psyched. We're gonna have Tom Guyry on, who played you know Smalls and Sandlot, and they're kind of like, oh no, I haven't seen that. You know, and I'm like, oh, you know, come on, you know, like you're killing me, you're killing me, Smalls. And she looked at me and she's like. That's where that's from. I say that all the time. <laughs> Are you serious? <laughs> yeah, no, it, it's it, in the it, side, guys. Yeah, killing me, Smalls has transcended 
like all culture it's like it's the it's the it's for the sure thing. yeah so i, I guess yeah. it must feel like equal parts irritating and special to be like yeah i'm i'm the i'm the That's killing me. smalls and yeah. i hate it and love it when people say it to me tom i i gotta yeah. ask, i gotta ask you real quick the uh how many people have ever like once they kind of like figure out who you are have like pitched you like oh dude i've got the best idea i know there's been a sandlot too and i know uh some of them you you weren't involved with but it's like how many people have pitched you like oh come on we got to do a sequel and i've got the best like idea and plot like how often does that happen oh yeah i've heard i've heard a lot of crazy uh, uh sandlot uh, ideas sandlot spinoffs mm-hmm. you know uh people are like let's do a uh, a, a squints Wendy Peppercorn series with the nine kids. <laughs> I, was like, I was like, dude, that would actually probably be pretty Yeah, cool. I would watch that. I'm <laughs> I mean, nine, nine yeah. kids, nine players on the baseball the, field. The, it the, makes sense. The, the, yeah. the, the, the real, real life with the Palladorises. You know, just, yeah, yeah. <laughs> for a reality show. That would be hysterical. Um, no, yeah, the people got some crazy ideas, man. That would be cool, man. I'm all for them. All right. Yeah. Well, well, we've, we've uh, taken as much time as we can except – Tom, tell us what you're what you're up to right now. Where where might we find you in uh, recent or in the near future stuff? And and what are you working on now that you're excited about? Uh, well, right now I'm uh, just doing like my my whole summer right now is filled up with just doing like stuff for the 30th anniversary. Okay. I I, I did a film few uh, when COVID hit, and um, it was called Unforgivable. It was a Sandra Bullock film for Netflix. Yeah. And I think I actually came down with uh, Bell's palsy when I was when I was doing oh, that yeah. film. Yeah, and it's just my uh, face still hasn't healed, so it's taken. It's going to be three years in August. So. Oh wow! Oh uh, wow! They said it could take up to five years for this thing to get better. So I, it's kind of hard for me to work right now until this right. gets a little better. So yeah, I'm just waiting as of right now, just waiting to heal and maybe something down the pipeline uh, in the future, something will pop up. Anything for the special for the 30th anniversary that you can tell us about coming? Yeah, I think we're we. Uh, I think we're gonna be hitting uh, Pittsburgh uh, sometime. Uh, uh, the Pirates, the, the Pirates game, oh, be, and we might be doing the stadium. Nationals. Yeah, I haven't been, so I was I was real excited about that one. And uh, you know, just going to some different, um, going to uh, the the Cooperstown um, oh, wow. in in July, which will be cool. And um, yeah, yeah, that's about it. Yeah, and I maybe something at the Louisville Slugger Museum, okay, in Kentucky. Cool, yeah. Awesome. Man, that's exciting and, and definitely uh worthy of the praise. We uh we're we're huge, huge fans of uh of the movie and huge fans of Smalls, so can't tell you enough how much we appreciate having you on and uh and talking to you a little bit. And Tom, if if you fish, yeah. this guy uh this guy Nate, man, he's in South Carolina all the time and That's right. Yeah. He'll, <laughs> he'll take you fishing, man. Yeah, you, okay. you you'll catch some fish for sure. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Um, he also I'll bring my trout cap, man. Oh, oh that's right. That's <laughs> the long bill. I, I I hope you're serious, buddy. <laughs> uh, that's awesome. Uh, all right. Well, hey Tom, thank you very much and uh and we will uh we'll definitely keep an eye out for the 30th anniversary at activities and uh, we'll promote them here when we hear about them also awesome man. It, was, it was great uh, talking with you guys oh, wow we appreciate Dude, thank it thank you so much thanks, tom. tom thanks tom all right yeah, have a good one guys right. take care man bye bye join host dave houghton and sarah ray pally as they examine the less glamorous side of sports with their podcast in a pickle follow iap radio on social media by going to iapradio.com in a Pickle is now part of the Den Network. For more information, go to iapradio.com.
Is it a one night stand or do you hit it with a shovel or take it home to mom and dad? It's like fuck, marry or kill. It's Shag Snack Body Bag. Oh man, what a great segment. A great conversation with uh, Tom Guyry. Um, it's so cool of him to join us. We we were drinking with him, and we decided we're going to keep drinking a little bit. And we brought in another friend of the show. Uh, he's been on a few times, and uh, Cliff Chamberlain. He he's a big fan of this movie, and he decided to join us again for some Shag Snag Body Bag. How you doing, bud? Cheers, fellas. Thanks What's for up, having Cliffy? me. Yeah. yeah, man. Yep. Yeah. So so you, so you got you're getting late to the party. What are you drinking? I'm drinking a uh, Space Dragon. Oh, look at that AZ can. Dude, that's crazy. IPA. Look at that. That's like a Space Invaders looking yeah. thing. Yeah. Okay, I like it. Who makes yeah. that? Who makes that one? Proudly brewed by City Barrel Brewing Company, Kansas City, Missouri. My family and I visited some friends of ours, the Wills in Kansas City, and uh-huh. they bought me this. They said, "What kind of, what do you like to drink?" I said, "A hazy IPA." Oh. Okay. Well, Hazies are the show or the beer. That's the beer of uh, the kingdom here. It is. That's in the BBK. <laughs> Love it. Yeah. Thanks for joining us. Um, the Sandlot. Is this a movie that uh, holds a special place in your heart? What, what What are your overall thoughts on The Sandlot? It is. I love this movie. I, I think when Nate sent me a, a list of movies that I might be able to come and talk on, I sort of instantly was like, The Sandlot. Let me talk about The Sandlot okay. with, uh, with people who want to talk about The Sandlot. Because I remember... 1993, right? This came out. I'm, uh-huh. I'm pretty sure that puts me in eighth grade, right? Were you guys in eighth? It was yep, eighth grade. Eighth grade. Yep, that was our graduation. I saw this movie. I saw this in the theaters with guys from my uh, elementary school, and I say guys. They they were you know friends at the time, but they were definitely like much cooler than I was, right? So, <laughs> in a lot of ways, I was probably like the smalls. Uh, like it sort of felt like Smalls among that group. I was always a little bit of a like lucky to be there kind of thing. But I also, I remember seeing the movie and they were like instantly making fun of it as we were watching it. And I was watching it like, this is the greatest movie of all time. And I'm pretty sure we, we left like mid movie because oh. the guy, they were like, wow, let's get out of here. And, they, and, I, and I remember being crushed that we were leaving and I think I got myself back to see it uh, either either you know a few days later or, or wound up seeing it later. But mm-hmm. I knew in the moment how much I loved it. And anyways, I loved the movie when I saw it. And I remember thinking like, oh, I'm in a different lane than all these other cool guys who are not finding the absolute joy. Right. I knew that movie was nostalgic for my own childhood while I was watching it as a child. You know what I mean? It's, wow, it's awesome. dripping with that much nostalgia. It's like, oh, this, I will remember this when I'm 43. Um, this is how, like all those feelings. I just, I knew it in the moment. This will be a classic for me, even if it's like a cult movie for other people. Like, yeah. like those guys don't see it. I'm all over this type of movie. And um, I love it to this day. It, it totally holds up. You know, you watch it as an adult you might be like, oh, as a kid, that is my absolute dream to have like the lifeguard fall in love with me. As an adult, you're like, oh, that scene might be a little bit whatever problematic. <laughs> but you know, like, um, there are a bunch of sweet. You can tell there's there's sweet kids who are just trying to find their way, and they're right. not cool. Right. You know what I mean? They're they're just trying to find their way, and so there's right. something about that that is. Uh, 
I don't know, there's a real kindness to this movie, to the kids in this movie, right. um, to that team together that I find um, I love still to this a, day. A little earlier we talked about, and I kind of just referenced the point that I, I, I wasn't really, this was not a big part of my childhood. And it was like my family didn't watch or anything like that. And so I ended up catching it later. And in fact, just maybe a few days ago and really like getting to kind of know it. And it reminds me a lot of, of a Christmas story. It's kind of episodic. Oh. There's little segments of, of their lives that you kind of play out with. There's a narrator. It's very heartfelt. It's very much like it, it creates that nostalgia and you kind of realize like, oh, I can, I can connect to this in, in a lot of different ways. And so that, that was kind of my connection to it. So reminds me a lot of a Christmas story, which is a huge part of my childhood. Right. So, Yeah. All right. Yeah, and there's, you know, there's something about movies from the 50s or the 60s, right, that just, like, lock that in. Um, but I don't, I don't know. Like, I, I imagine it was the same for you guys. Like, I, we're kids of the 80s, and, mm-hmm. I mean, you get a wiffle ball and, a, and a, a wiffle ball bat, even if it's not, like, a real baseball. Mm-hmm. Um, I mean, heck, I, I got to say, too, like, we were in Kansas City with our friends, and, like, they've got five kids, We've got. I've got three daughters. Uh, my buddy Andy and I like got a wiffle ball, got a bat, went across the street to the park, and like had a fantastic pickup game of baseball. Like it just there's some sort of magic about a spring slash summer night and a baseball, right? Yeah. And, like mm-hmm. it's something that really does it, and and, and you know like. I think in that, in our games, you know, it's funny that my daughter came in and said, you know, the one line she remembers is you throw like a girl. In the game we had, there were six girls and, and two boys. And, and then, you know, me and my buddy Andy. And, like, it doesn't matter, like, baseball, softball, my girls play softball, like, gender, whatever. Like, right. anyone gets out there and plays. And uh, it's a sport sort of for storytelling and for uh, – right. it's awesome. Dig it. Well, let's uh, go ahead and jump into our shag snags and body bags. And uh, as our guest, I'm going to have you uh, start us off, Cliff, if that's all right, and uh, give us a shag. Real, real quick before we do that, I just want to add one more little. It was okay. just a, a quick story that I think kind of relates is that, I mean, the, the fact that baseball, it, it is very American, but it's like uh, today I was looking at the, the Giants were playing the, the, the Pittsburgh Pirates, and the pitcher for the Pirates, I saw just on my like ESPN app, it was like R. Hill. I was like, is that really Rich Hill? And I look, and mm. Rich Rich Hill was pitching today, uh-huh. forty three years old, and and I was like, what? I'm a year older than this guy. And I was like, <laughs> I was thinking to myself, I was laughing because I was like, this dude is playing Major League Baseball. I mean, just a game that we all grew up playing, and at forty three years old, he's still playing it professionally. Yeah. And I'm on like a beer league softball right uh, softball team right now. I'm forty four. I'm the oldest guy on the team. And I was like, that's, just, that's hilarious to me. That I'm playing beer league softball and, and I'm the old and, guy and on the team. you've almost aged out. <laughs> I've almost aged out. But yet this dude is a year younger than me and he's yeah. playing major league baseball at the highest level and, and is still doing things. It's so. pretty comparable, I guess. Yeah. <laughs> just, 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 I, I love it that people can, will try to continue playing baseball or softball or whatever it is as long as they can. And you got, you've got like leagues for like 60-year-olds and 70-year-olds and stuff. It's just it's wild that it, that it continues to just kind of it, it's something that everybody wants to play uh-huh. and they're going to find a way to get involved dig it and how often do you have to 
ice yourself after you get done playing. It, I'm, it, I'm, jumping I'm, out there, ice I'm out there or? throwing the ball, man. I'm the pitcher. I, I get out there. <laughs> oh, and, and oh, I go deep, innings in that deep backhand, underhand, high ball. Oh, dude, this is a, a, a there's a no ceiling. No, it's a no, no ceiling. ceiling. Oh. So oh, you can uh, chuck that thing up as high ball. as you want. <laughs> oh yeah, I'm trying to send it to the moon every pitch. I love it. All right, so okay. so Cliffy, you're shagging. Okay, so um, I'm gonna shag the the kindness of of clearly the best player uh or like like when a character is kind to a a, someone who's clearly not as good and they're clearly the alpha so benji's kindness to small cliffy (laughs) benny i i want to say we're probably all snagging benny is am i wrong i was shagging i'm sorry shagging benny no i was gonna snag benny i thought i i I, should we just all do a joint benny love (laughs) let's do do joint benny love because i am shagging benny that's what I'm. That's my shag. Just like I love in movies when the I love that about those characters when they take someone under their wing, and and like you know giving him the mitt. I'm just like I got my mitt right here. Just like I was like I can't talk about the Sandlot like not. Oh, oh, there it is. Like, <laughs> Let's have a catch. And you got to punch it a couple times. So yeah, that's my that's my shag. Dude. So, Plus, dude, that guy is just like. Yeah, he's awesome. I mean, he shows with Mighty Ducks too. I love that actor. Now he's like a fireman in L.A. Yeah, that, that's you know? what that's what Tom Guyry was saying. He's now he's a fireman in L.A. and busy. What a stud! Absolute stud. So I I'll, I'll I guess I'll switch mine to the shag instead of the snag because I, I want to say something specific about Benny. He's obviously a stud, but there's two things in particular that stand out about the character and and the way it's written. One for me, uh, the lesser of the two is that the narrator tells us that like Benny would play baseball all day, all night in the rain, in the sun. And like, there's, you know, that's, I think it's played a little bit as a, like, you know, I don't know, kind of a light comment in some ways, right. Mm -hmm. Just to like demonstrate, right. Why the character's acting the way the character is, but as a foreshadow, right. Like Benny becomes a major league baseball player. Right. And and, and when you think about what it takes for a kid, you know, for a person to get themselves to that level of any kind of thing, right? Mm-hmm. They have to have that obsessive nature about it when they're young, I think in many cases. And so watching it again, I caught that line and I was like, okay, like this makes sense. You know, like I buy it even more that Benny is going to be a pro baseball player because he literally is like, all I care about is that I can rotate all, you know, all nine positions. And he was the only one that, that wanted to play when it was a hundred and whatever degrees. And they all wanted to go to the pool. pool. And he's like, and he's like, I can care less about when he's he's so so upset when the ball, if the ball goes over the fence and it's to the beast, he's just like, I cannot play the rest of the day. And this pisses me off. And even like of of a whole summer's worth of Days even a few hours and Benny's in a bad mood. But yeah. what, and what's interesting about that though is is so you know they're mad. He's mad because he broke the ball and and so they can't play anymore. But then so Smalls runs and gets the Babe Ruth ball, and the first guy that was probably the most excited was Benny. Even though yeah. Smalls just ruined the game again on the like the second pitch. He's stoked because he knows how like, big it is for small. Exactly. And he it, lifts him up and says, who's the big bat now, it, it, boys? It's the only yeah. thing that takes second to Benny. So this gets me exactly to where I want to go because the only thing that takes second to Benny's love of baseball is Benny's like protecting of the of the vulnerable kid. Right. And the thing that I wanted to point out or sort of on two points is one, my single biggest regret in life is not being that guy more. Like I wish I could, if I could go back and be a junior high, I mean, not even as an adult, right? It's easy as an adult. Right. 
Cause it's like you, you have your sense of like, you know, sort of principles and they're clear and you don't care as much about, people. but you're a junior high kid sticking up to people. It's your whole world. Yeah. It's the point of the movie, yeah. right? Like yeah. the, the things that are important feel like they're as important as the world, even though they're not that big a deal. So sticking up to people and in this case, sticking up to your friends, right? right? Like it's one thing to stick up to a bully who you don't like and isn't your friend as a jerk, but these are all like who Benny hangs with and he's willing to be like, no. Like you yeah. guys don't get to put, tell him no. You guys don't get to make fun of him. Take it easy on him, and it's like that's the thing that for me makes Benny he, special. He forces the situation too because he's like, I'm yep. gonna hit it right into his gloves yeah, so he catches yeah. it, and then he immediately, like, as soon as he says, "Look, he's good, right?" And all the kids are like, "Oh yeah, 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 yeah okay, yeah, yeah. figure it I guess out. He's okay. Yeah, I knew it yeah. all the time." So that's that's why I put on my list. I uh, on my shag, it just says Benny's the coolest kid ever. Like he yeah. really <laughs> is the coolest kid ever. He's just he's he's talented. He's athletic. He's a stud. He's definitely like the the mature of the group. Yeah. Yeah. He's also got heart. He's also a kind person. He's also, uh, like we said, looking out for the person who's vulnerable and 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 just wants to have fun because he wants to have a fun game of baseball mm-hmm. and he wants to make sure that that game is played and that it's going to happen. And if that means bringing in the kid who is just learning the game, I'm going to help him learn the game and, yeah. and it's going to make baseball happen. Love so yeah. yeah. So appreciate I'll, that. dude. I'll keep the Benny train going, but a little bit differently. I'm going to go with older Benny playing for the Dodgers and his, <laughs> his stolen base beating the giants. Oh, I watched that. It just brings like, me so oh. much joy. <laughs> they are, they're definitely playing the Giants. They're definitely playing the Giants. It's very obvious. Uh-huh. It's in Dodger Stadium. Uh-huh. And uh, yeah. Does he but, really? But, but I mean, Benny and the Jets. Does he really steal home like that? I mean, really think that's a little realistic. Yeah. I mean, it, that's the kind Benny of way it happens. Benny can. But Benny is. Hey, you, you he, pickle the beast. You can steal home against the Giants. <laughs> Well, and, and, well, they said. I mean, they're like, oh, he's he's kind of like on the downside of his career, but he still had that that speed and, and that instinct, and yep. he and he, and then, he makes yeah. it happen. Oh, yeah. He's got a suicide lead at third. <laughs> so Love that. Well, I have thoughts about that whole scene also later. <laughs> okay, um, so let's move on to snag. Uh, Brad, why don't you start us off with this one? You know what? I'm going to go ahead and snag James Earl Jones and baseball. Because <laughs> that dude being in two of the most like kind of prolific baseball movies. I, know. I mean, yeah. it's kind of wild that he's in Field of Dreams and The Sandlot, and both of them are kind of iconic baseball movies. Yeah, and he in both of them he plays like an old veteran, kind of similarish character of, of the ways, game, yeah. and uh, it's it's just funny that how did he stand out as as being the guy that like we need him for like our our legit old school baseball player. So I, I was just going to say like maybe two of the top 5 baseball movies and that made me think like where's Sandlot fall? Like if you had to go what is it top 5 is it top 10 baseball movies? I mean clearly it ma- moved up my list. I will so, say this so clearly, it definitely cl- moved up my list I, I, as far as I say as Major League Field of Dreams, The Natural are all stronger. I mean that's probably your, 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 your stuffs. Like I mean, you're, you're you're now you're talking crazy. Yeah. What? A couple of those are nat- <laughs> natural. I've watched it recently, and it's it's kind of it's major to league, watch. and then there's a, a big <laughs> drop off to some of the other stuff. You're dumb. All right, Cliff, what do you think? What, uh, you, what do I think about yeah, the, the, yeah, the, the, how correct? No, how correct I am about where 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 what, what's the what is where Sandlot fall oh. baseball movies top five top ten. Top five for sure. Yeah. I mean, we go Major League and Field of Dreams and the Sandlot are kind of like 2A, 2B for me. Yeah, I'm with them. Bullworm is not on my list. Bull the Natural is not on my list. All right. There you go. All right. Sorry. I'm going to go. Uh, 
I, I would probably go little big league. Dude, that's uh, my dude. That's league. my dude. Yeah, actually, I am a huge fan of little I, big league. I love. Little I love league. that movie so much. It's in my top five. League. And I love. I actually love rookie of the year too. Yeah. Shut up. Yeah. Won't yeah, you shut? Won't you shut well. your filthy mouth, Brad? All right. You don't, you, you don't uh, even watch movies, Brad. You've seen like two of the movies we've talked about. That's true. Okay. I only know about three uh, movies. Cl- uh, Cliff, what are you going to snag from this? <laughs> Apparently, my. Uh, Shag snack body bag is Benny heavy because I'm going to snag a pair of PF flyers straight oh, out of the bottle. Hell yeah! Um, <laughs> I think you know there's always there's I love sort of mythical objects in movies, right? And those shoes coming out of the box and like giving him sort of the superpowers and stuff. And I just think those you know a pair of shoes like that are so cool. And so that's what I would snag. The only thing I can think of is is Converse All Stars and just the first time I ever tried to play basketball on Converse All-Stars. <laughs> thought they were giving you special powers. <laughs> <laughs> and there's, no, there's nothing getting this big body off the floor. And I'll tell you what, when I do get off the floor, it really hurts when I land. Well, let me just tell well, you, con- you know. the, the Converse aren't helping your ankles. I know. <laughs> well, like the first time that's I got pumps, you know I was like... really fast. <laughs> Dude, the pumps. I was like, oh, the pumps. Oh, I'm, I'm, pump. I'm dunking with the pumps. <laughs> no, no it, 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 doesn't, heavy. it actually doesn't make any sense. It's great. All right, so I'm going to snag. I was going to shag this but i think it is a fair sh- snag i'm gonna snag a very quotable movie yeah so yeah. so i mean even if you only took one quote it is in comp it's, it's in competition if you were to say like how many times per year in the united states if you counted the number of movie quotes per, per movie per person right like how many times is, is a quote from a given movie uttered by a person just killing me smalls probably puts this in like the top 100 it's yeah, like it's, it's up there for sure. Killing yeah. killing me smalls, but but then like I, watching it again, I remember there's a few like when he says forever. Forever. I never I've say seen, I never say forever without saying it that way. I anymore. say it like that all the forever. time. Forever. I mean, and then Pervin the dish. It's Pervin the dish. Classic. Um, the great Bambino. What is what is Pervin the dish? L seven weenie. L seven weenie. L seven. Nate, what is Pervin the dish? You got to go back uh, to this. Okay, so so he he's Pervin the dish as he's like staring at the so a dish in this time would have been a, a hot chick. A di- when, she's when, a dish. Who says this when? Uh, it's when they show up to the dugout when it's super hot and i think uh oh yeah squints. oh he just they, wants they, to go. they, they, they just squints, saw wendy peppercorn squints, in the street saw wendy Pe- Pe- peppercorn okay. so then yep. he says pervin the dish yeah. yeah um but anyway so there's just a lot of great <laughs> quotes in this movie yeah. um obviously killing i mean killing me smalls like I, you know like i said when we we're talking to tom guyrie it's it's so iconic that it's way be i mean many people who don't even know that it's from this movie say it all the time right I mean, it's just, it's just yeah. it's it's Part of our, part I, of say, our I, I was past. never, like I said, really close with this movie, and but I knew a hundred percent knew what Killing Me Smalls is from, and I was mm-hmm. like, I know what it's from, and I, and I know the dude that's saying it, and I know exactly what he looks like, yeah. even though I'm not super familiar with the movie. Uh, it's, it's it's iconic, be- beautiful. I'm gonna uh, kind of, I'm gonna kind of ride that a little bit too. Um, I love when the catcher is talking shit to the, the city oh kids. Oh my god, that's funny. And he's behind the dish. He's like, hey man, is that your sister out in left field? And uh-huh. I think she'll go out with him. Totally getting in their heads. And then the guy gets pissed. He's like, what? Well, I was just, oh, well, I was just trying to have a conversation. Yeah, just, it's just conversation. professional conversation. Dude, I love that stuff. And I, and I love that in a lot of baseball movies when you kind of get the, the banter in between. And like Tom well, Berenger is the catcher. Oh, Very much. It was, it was kind of leaning on that for sure. Absolutely. And, and like even... Um, 
like Bull Durham, there, there's a lot Nuke of that. Nuke LaRouche. Yeah. So uh, I, I just dig that shit. Okay. Um, everybody snag? I think everybody snag. We all snag. Let's body bag. Let's body bag. Are we going to body bag anything on this? Oh, I'm excited. Oh, I'm going to. I knew Brad. I've got a couple. Th- I've got something. All right, Nate, why don't you start us off with the body bags? So I'm body bagging. Well, I'll body bag Bill in general. That's just like a real shithead. Dennis Leary. Yeah. Um, you, I'm, you, I'm, I'm co-signed on that. You, so you mentioned the to sort me of next. like toxic, toxic masculinity. And even though I'm like, that's, a re, you know, right. It's a little bit of a reach since he's just kind of a, a little bit of a dick, not so much just like a misogynist. Right. But he's definitely a dick. And more than that, he's a terrible fucking baseball player. Like the guy can't throw. <laughs> Like, Nate, like, oh, let, right here on board let's, with me. Let's, so I want to hear your, but my, I'll, I'll, I'll just simply finish with the comment that like he throws the ball to to Smalls the first couple of times, and then like, and it's like not even close. Right, and then he's like, oh, you'll get it. You know, just move your glove. I'm like, you're ten feet away. Hit oh. the glove, Bo. My my body bag says Dennis Leary trying to big time Smalls on his throwing when he has no form. <laughs> it's like, terrible. It's and and so Dennis Leary, I've I've always liked Dennis Leary as a yeah. comedian and, oh, and like his actor too. and stuff. And and he's a big Boston guy, so he talks about the Red Sox and all this. Now I know he's more of a hockey player. He's a Bruins guy, and so he he's he's played a lot of like like uh, amateur like games for charity and stuff on hockey. But oh my god, his his throwing form—that's it, it's pathetic, and it is those types of things bother me in movies. Like I said, I've always said in uh, uh, Bull Durham, uh, what's his name throwing? Tim Robbins. Tim Robbins, Tim Robbins throwing as a pitcher. It's he just, throws heat. It takes bro. me out of the game so bad. He's these Tim Lincecum like Dennis, Dennis Leary. Dennis Leary has better form than Tim Robbins, which is sad. <laughs> but it's that doesn't mean it's great by any means so that is definitely my my body bag is dennis leary trying to talk shit to smalls and like acting all disappointed i was like bro you can barely even throw a ball like what's going on here yeah yeah and, and, his, <laughs> and his his reaction to it basically saying hey well at least you caught it you know when it hit, hits him in the eye and then he says gotta watch out for that curve Oh, I hated that too. I mean, what? how would you let him go out there with a the plastic mitt like who's gonna let their kid go like there's like, so many problems oh man there's so many problems yeah. oh <laughs> What are you body bagging, Clever? <laughs> like, I'm gonna body bag uh, like whirly rides at a carnival. Oh <laughs> yes, God yes, the worst. There, I've got an, I have a throwing up on a ride at a carnival memory of my own. Oh, uh, I do too. I've I've thrown up in the line. <laughs> What's that? I threw up in the line for a ride after riding a, a spinny ride. I'll tell you what I did was throw up on that. I think it was called the zipper. Oh yeah, it was the one. It was the one that goes around. The ride goes around, and then each individual car is flipping. Oh, it's somersault. Yeah. It's yeah. all bad. So I, I threw up in that ride with my buddy Mike Adams, this poor guy, <laughs> my best friend. And so not only did I throw up, then the thing starts spinning. So it was like just launching it. Vomit spinning all over the place on us and so i see the sandlot and it's totally triggering for me uh, uh, and so yeah no worldly rides at a carnival yeah terrible mine was the one where it's like it's like you go it looks like a little ufo and you go inside and then you stick to the wall yep. and the no 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 just the it spins and it spins so fast that you you the the wall the the, the backs of the walls yeah. move up and so you're actually stuck to the wall that's what I mean, though. You can go oh, upside down. Yes. You, this one, it doesn't, doesn't, it doesn't go up. On the wall. Oh, this one doesn't spin you around upside down. It was just, you just stuck no, to the wall. You can climb upside down if you want to. Oh, yeah, you I'm could. You, you could if you wanted to, yes. I, I was concentrating on not vomiting until I got off yeah. the ride and got to the next line, and then I, I puked everywhere. <laughs> yeah. yeah. <laughs> 
Yeah, that's it, it's a rough scene, and and I was watching it with my girlfriend the other day, and she's like, "Okay, just tell me when it's over." She's like, <laughs> she had her ears pl- ears plugged, so she couldn't hear it, and she's like, and I was like, "Okay, hold on, wait a minute." Okay, it's, we can it's not Problem Child with Macaulay Culkin. I don't know if you know that movie. Oh, there's a there's rough. a ride scene where everybody's puking <laughs> on oh. everybody that's waiting outside, <laughs> or a, a Stand by Me, the the Barfarama. The, the, the pie eating contest? Oh, that's that's a pretty bad one. Too. Did you just yeah. say problem child with Macaulay Culkin? What? No, it wasn't Macaulay Culkin. Was it? <laughs> Who was it? It was like a... Somebody that's not Macaulay Culkin. It was not. Sure. It was a Macaulay Culkin wannabe. My bad. Was John Ritter in that? Yeah. Yes. Oh, yeah. Uh, yeah. It was. All right. Uh, <laughs> oh, yeah. And now, so body bag. I'm going to body bag Arliss Howard, the actor who's playing grown-up Scotty, his final call of that steal of, of the game. Yeah. <sighs> Yeah, well, I loved it. What's wrong with it? Yeah, it's. it's well, it, does, it doesn't. It doesn't seem like it's a playoff game or anything. Like, it, it, is it just a, a regular season game? Or have you? Not, yeah, have you so. never watched a regular season series between the Dodgers and the Giants? Yeah, but the the, the way he reacts, he's like, I don't believe it. He's got to go. I don't believe it. I don't believe it. No. And then he like runs away from the microphone for a while and is like yeah. yelling about H- high fives. The guy behind he him stole home. I know. He stole home. It, was, I th- it looks like it was a, was it a walk-off. It was a walk-off. Walk-off. It won walk the game. Off. It walked okay. off. Okay. Yeah, it's yeah. Dodgers-Giants, and he steals home before the pitch is delivered, and it's Benny the Jet, his best friend from childhood. I'm just saying, be a professional. <laughs> <laughs> be a professional. <laughs> Hold and, it together. And, and, and then if you want to be real here for a second, it also means what the fuck happened to, I mean, the living legend. Ben Scully. I'm, I'm not living. I'm sorry. Unliving. Unliving legend now. <laughs> he's on cameo. He's on cameo, actually, now. <laughs> The Vin Scully. It means that Vin Scully doesn't exist. What well, was Vin Scully doing this night? Yeah. He needed a day off. That, that might come back later. So you know what? <laughs> I, you know what? Don't ruin this for me. Okay, keep your body bags to yourself. I from just now think on, his performance right? isn't good. So. I, think, I, 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 what I like most about that whole scene uh-huh. is that he still has the trout hat. He didn't burn it like Benny said. That's, ah, that's oh, true. Yeah, this is true. All right, <laughs> that's great, Cliffy. Thanks for coming on to talk Sandlot. Would you do us the honor of coming back next week to judge our uh, voiceover draft? Yes, I'll be there. Oh, Love yeah. It. All right. Got it. I'll be there. All right. What are we on? Dude. What are we going to go to next? Thank you, guys. Thank you so much for joining us, Cliff. And we'll, uh, we'll talk to you next week. We are going to move on to streaming recommendations. Yep. Crackle, Pluto, HBO, Bananame on Crunchyroll, Peacock, Hulu, Disney, Netflix, Doobie, Sling TV, Shudam, Shudder, Boobo. What the fuck is Boobo? I'm sure it'll cause a sensation. It's a streaming recommendation. Ah, oh, so much nostalgia. So many good memories in this movie. What does that make us want to recommend to people to watch? It might give you a similar feeling. Brad, you got something? Yeah, um, th- this I think this is the movie that really kind of like I felt after watching this movie. It's all about uh, you know a group of boys just trying to like figure out what to do. Like they've just enjoying themselves during the 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 summers and stuff and in the off days. And uh, that's the Goonies. Oh, good call. Good one. That's the Goonies. Like and yeah. just a, a, a crew that like they 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 talk shit to each other. Um, but they're also kind of they love each other. You you know there's love between them. It's it while they they do rib each other a, a good a good lot. They just still actually like do like each other a lot, and they they go through some some big crazy shit together. Yeah. Um. This is on, and it's still I'm still having trouble getting used to it. Max. Yeah. How um, do you get rid? I still. I, so how do you get rid of HBO? HBO like, especially since HBO is a, such a significant part of of people of our generation. Like it's been a part of our lives. Right. 
And it just means it gives it a little prestige. When you throw that HBO in front of it, it's like, this has got some prestige. When you say Max, what do you think of? And Cinemax. 100%. And, 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 Skin, and the Skinemax. Well, Skinemax. Skinemax. Yeah. 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 yeah, it's pronounced Skinemax. This, so, uh, this, all, the, all I can think of is that this is like some dick-waving contest between like some executives that like maybe once like Cinemax and HBO kind of came together it's like this guy's like no nah, let's do Max he's like and he's like no we're HBO and he's like fuck and like somebody had some pool or something and was able to like just like just yeah. make that happen because HBO is way better product than than relating to Cinemax and, 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 and was HBO Max too much to say I mean, it fit fit beautifully on the little square icon on my phone, and I could just rip it right out, HBO Max. I didn't hate HBO HBO Go. HBO Max. HBO Go was fine. HBO Max. I can say it a bunch of times really quickly. Yeah. And Max is like, uh, oh, what was Max? Max what? Max. Who's Max? M-A-C-K-S? Yeah. Max? I don't know. M A C apostrophe S. Who is Max? Most important. Yeah, it's it's it's, it's trouble. It's it, I'm still. Uh, I don't know bullshit. if I'll ever get used to it. And, and the death of HBO makes me sad. I body buying that too. I don't know if that was the question, but <laughs> anyway. all right. Um, <laughs> Nate, you, I, know? you know, you 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 reinforced my streaming because even though I didn't think of this in the initial conversation about top top baseball movies, Little Big League, love it for me is absolutely in this vein obviously a totally different you know kind of not quite the same level of nostalgia but it kind of bakes that in uh because the kid kind of takes that like kid's view of baseball in an important way to the major leagues well yeah and and there's the one scene where he he's starting to kind of lose who he is as a kid Mm -hmm. and then he goes down like the little like the 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 city stickball game and like kind of jumps in and starts playing with these kids and like the in the middle of like a little like just street a little street ball game and and he kind of that's how he brings like his like heart back Back, where he's like yeah i'm a kid and this is still about baseball and it's fun and and yeah. yeah Absolutely. So, so little it. little big league is an absolute must watch. Uh, came from a similar era too. It's ninety four. So I mean, it comes out around the same time as okay. the Sandlot, and you can uh, rent that with your hard earned money uh, on any number of platforms for three dollars and ninety nine cents. All right, just like you're going to Blockbuster, man. That's right. So what I love about this this Sandlot story is 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 the relationships between these kids, and and I think each one of us can can definitely relate to certain characters, you know, in the movie and and. You know, I was kind of the, the bigger kid, and and uh, so I kind of related to the catcher, to the, the great Hambino, as they called him. Hambino. <laughs> and, uh, but uh, so when I think of movies like that, I, the one movie I kind of thought of was another kind of similar aged kids, and um, is it, it's a classic film, uh, Stand by Me. Oh, good one. And just epic story. Stephen King wrote the, the original story to it, and. Um, Obviously, a very different movie, but if if you like characters, you like the interaction of kids at that age telling stories, and and being there for each other, um, yep. you know, very 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 cool cool movie, and I absolutely love it. Um, I haven't watched it in a long time, and um, I, I caught it a, a couple of years ago, and um, it just it stood up. I love yeah. it. Yeah, no, it's it's, so a, it's one that holds up really yeah. well. Um, and that's on AMC Plus. So. How long do you think they just make that AMC because the plus is too much, I, or just plus? Oh, just plus. Plus. Just plus. Yeah. Plus. <laughs> tune in on plus. On, tune in on less. <laughs> oh, that's good. Okay. So, uh, you know, this movie's pretty great, but uh, maybe we have a couple ideas on how to make it a little bit better or a little different. Maybe. 
No jet watch for Maverick, Mexta on that goose stick. Iceberg list Titanic, Leo's drawing that nude shit. Jim fucks Nadia like we all thought he should. Ricky and Doughboy get the fuck out the hood. Luke hooks up with Leia just like he's intending. It's time for a reshelf and alternate endings. All right. I'm, I'm very curious to see what, what Brad would do. To this. <laughs> he's, he's got that little grin on his face. He always does. Um, but I'm going to start with Nate because uh, unless you don't have anything. <laughs> you well, he's, he, you know, Nate always has one in his pocket. There's no uh-huh. question. We can, we, we can wait on yours if you want. So um, <laughs> I like the movie basically as it is. Uh-huh. Okay. But they they finally get to the point where they accept that they have to go and knock on the door. Okay. And (laughs) (laughs) they knock on the door. James Earl Jones answers. He kind of grumpy, but he invites them in. They come in. They're like, you get to that point where you start to be like, Oh, you know, he has all this memorabilia. He's really cool. Shuts the door behind him. (laughs) Eats them. It turns out all along that shit was real. Yeah. But it's not Kid, the dog. It's not the dog. It's James Earl Jones. <laughs> Sandlot till dawn. <laughs> that is the best. Uh, I knew you were going to go there. And even <laughs> knowing that, it was still beautiful. Uh, Such so a great, great, great. great uh, Mine's a little morbid, too. <laughs> and, you know, I just recommended Goonies not too long ago. And, and the Goonies is about these these rich-ass developers. They're they're buying the the, the goondocks and... and they're trying to ruin these kids' lives because they're going to make them all have to move because, you know, the developer's going to put in some golf course, some bullshit. Um, in the Sandlot, we're going to have the uh, the same thing going on. The The Sandlot is getting bought out by some, some rich-ass oh. developers. They're trying to take away the baseball. And, you know, Benny's not going to... Ben, this is Benny's life we're talking oh, yeah. about. I'm going to put up with it. And uh, you know what? It turns out that some of these developers are getting bludgeoned to death. And they're just they're just wow. just dropping wow. like flies. Okay, and you're like, well, well, what's going on? And yeah, these kids just were like, no, fuck this. We're taking this into our own hands. Their parents couldn't help them, and and they were just like, yeah, we're just gonna go b- beat some motherfuckers to death. Dudes walking out the grocery store at night, and all of a sudden just just getting beat down with baseball bat, and they run off. There's no cameras back then. They're not getting <laughs> filmed or recorded. There's no DNA evidence. Come no. on. Okay. These kids are getting away with it. They're just yeah. murderers, straight oh murderers. And then once Benny gets in the major leagues, he's, you know, he's sending some of his paycheck to all his little homies back in the day. He's like, you know what? You guys help me. You guys help me uh, keep that sandlot alive. So by, okay. you know, by keeping a lot of other people dead. That's right. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, wow, two two very very dark dark endings to this beloved classic, <laughs> this family movie. Um, so mine's not quite as morbid. Um, it's very simple. So at the very end of the game, you hear you hear Smalls as the older Smalls make the call, and Benny steals home and he's all excited. And then all of a sudden, it kind of zooms in on Smalls' eyes, and then it, the camera zooms back, and you realize he's not actually calling the game. He's just selling peanuts. He's 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 a peanut vendor, just watching. Oh! And then it pans over to Vin Scully, <laughs> who, who gives a proper fucking call you to, to the end I of the game. I love it that you. I love that you brought him back. Yes. And then at the end, you see Smalls. He's got his peanuts. And he throws a thumbs up to Benny, and Benny doesn't give him a thumbs up. He gives a thumbs up to Vin Scully. <laughs> 
Oh, Vin Scully. Oh, legend. The unliving legend. Well, can, I, <laughs> can, I, can I make this, can I give this thing kind of like a dark turn? Of course. Oh, no. I, I like, I want to, can I steal your ending? Except uh -huh. what you realize is at that moment when he gives the thumbs up to Vin Scully instead, you get this like barrage of like, like fast forward flashbacks where it turns out what smalls and what what happened in the movie didn't really happen uh -huh. benny actually like shit on smalls oh and like he ends up like watching from afar the whole time and like getting made fun of and like they throw rocks at him and stuff and he's oh, like this like kind of like becomes this beat down stalker kid it turns into the, the fan too <laughs> exactly and he's, and he, De Niro yeah, and uh, exactly and, <laughs> and so, Wesley Snipes. so smalls so smalls is actually like a stalker he's a peanut guy because he's like still like, he's trying, trying to, get, to close. get close to benny man. all these oh, years later shit. damn see I, I told you i can make a dark we man <laughs> We know We're, how to fuck up a great movie. This is terrible. Yeah. <laughs> how do y'all like that childhood <laughs> classic, The Sandlot? <laughs> oh, oh so fun. Um, uh, thank you guys so much for joining us. Um, please follow us on the social. Wait, wait, wait. Let's, let's, let, we can't give a shout out to our guests. I mean, this, uh, is this our first time having like two, we had two big legit actors? Two big actors. I was going to get what? there. I'm okay. wrapping up the whole show. It's part of the thing. I don't want to thank the fans yet. What did they do for this? <laughs> <laughs> Just listened. <laughs> Drove their car, and passively drove their if, house. If listened. you enjoyed our two great guests that we had on, <laughs> then maybe you'd want to share it. But yeah, we we definitely want to thank uh, Tom Tom Guyry, um, Smalls himself came and joined us and killing me, Scott. Oh man, Brad's killing me over here. <laughs> fucking mouth, killing me, Scott. <laughs> and, and of course, uh, Cliff Chamberlain, who is actually going to be uh, joining us next week um, for our draft, which is most memorable voiceover in a movie. Um, a, a Morgan Freeman, <laughs> great, I, great voiceover uh, in this film, and so we thought that it, it was a very, very uh, topically topical topic, as Zach likes to say. And uh, hopefully, he's alive. Scott, can you thank the fans now? I mean, we have a lot of people out yeah, there listening. For the love of God, could you please bring in our <laughs> listeners? Fans, go on to Spotify or. <laughs> iTunes and tell everybody how much Brad sucks a big <laughs> cock. He, if somebody writes that review that Brad can eat a big cock on Apple iTunes. What are you going to send them? Venmo? Then I'll Venmo you a dollar. Hey. <laughs> hey. Wait, what did I have to say specifically? <laughs> uh, Brad eats a big cock. Okay. There you go. That's going to happen. <laughs> That's going to happen. Pay me uh, a dollar. Thank you guys so much for joining us. Please spread the word. If you like this show, then tell someone and, uh, you know, make us bigger because this is fun. Make us bigger. That sounds a little erotic. <laughs> yeah. Make us bigger. I think it's time to get the hell out of here. Thank you guys so much. <laughs> Bye-bye. <laughs>